0: The Dudes of Kung Fu podcast is brought to you by Wing Chun Illustrated magazine. In celebration of their newly launched WCI newsstand platform, Wing Chun Illustrated is giving listeners of the Dudes of Kung Fu podcast a free one-month all-access subscription. Go to wcinewsstand.com and click the register button in the upper right corner. Use voucher code FREE4U, that's F-R-E-E, the number four and the letter U, all caps. Don't forget to activate your account by clicking the link in the welcome message. The Dudes of Kung Fu love Wing Chun Illustrated Magazine.
1: Hey all, we have a brand new exciting offer from Audible just for our awesome fans. Listen to the Dudes of Kung Fu podcast and go to www.audibletrial.com slash D-O-K-F and get a free 30-day free trial and one free audiobook. I use my audio account every day for my commute to and from work. I love listening to audiobooks, and it really makes my commute so much better. Right now, I'm currently listening to Quitters Never Win by UFC champion Michael Bisping. This offer is available right now only for dudes of Kung Fu listeners. So remember, go to audibletrial.com D-O-K-F after the podcast and sign up today. There's no commitment, and you have nothing to lose. Sign up today. Now let's get into the podcast.
0: dudes of kung fu please welcome your host
2: alex richter and big sean madigan
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm looking across from me, and uh, I, I see that handsome face that I that I see every once in a while. <laughs> but you know what? It's not the same handsome face. It's uh, it's not my friend Alex. It's my friend John, Mr. John, Sifu John Crucioni from Laughing Dragon Wing
2: Chun here in New York. John, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me on, not only as a guest, but as a co-host. Yes. So I have very big shoes to fill with Alex not being here. Um, I know he's a world traveler, and I really thank you for having me on to to do this one. You yeah, know, I yeah. listen. I listen to the show every time it's on. Maybe not the same day when it drops, but you know, in the car always, either coming or going. You know, you guys are on point so, so many ways, so many different times that it's just really nice to be here with you.
1: Oh, I'm really, I'm really good having you. It's uh, you know, I, I know we know of each other a long time. Yeah. And um, this is fun. And, you know, the whole podcast thing has really exploded over the last couple of years. And we're we're so happy to see it grow just because I think it, I think it's one of the vehicles people can use to bring a lot of the Kung Fu families together. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many messages we get from folks saying, like, you know, uh, I don't train in your lineage or Alex's lineage, but I really enjoy it. Or even guys like I don't even train in Wing Chun. But or Jeet Kune Do, and I still love your podcast and I think it's just been fantastic, you know, and and it's great having you as a co-host. We've only had one other official co-host, and um, it was one of your students, right, Anthony? <laughs> Anthony right, Anthony was uh, Anthony Iglesias, was a, yeah. Right, Anthony's a great friend of mine from uh, he's from up there in Syracuse, and um, he's uh, he's your student, and he was the only other co-host we ever had on the show. But uh, it's great to have you on. Thanks. Um, so, John, can you tell me a little bit about yourself as far as like uh, your kung fu background and how'd you get into how'd you
2: get into martial arts at all? That would take like three hours. So <laughs> I gotta give you like a bullet point PowerPoint presentation of this. That sounds um, good. I have was I'm a kid. first of all I was born in '59. I just had a birthday, as you know. I'm the big six zero now.
1: <clears throat> That's awesome. So, Try not to try not to break a hip while we're doing this. Okay, no, not do it. I'm sitting. Down, <laughs>
2: I'm balanced. Yo, I'm the sexy Sicilian senior now at 60. There, there you go. Well, that means I was a kid of the 60s, right? And the kids of the 60s, I totally think we had some of the best 10 years because life changed from the doo-wop 50s, happy days thing going forward. Into technology starts. I mean, we started looking at the 60s, credit cards came in, Betamaxes were like right behind it. Look at the TV we had. TV we had was nowhere as bad as the TV is now. The important part is, if we look at some of the stuff that we had, it's it's a turning point. We had Batman. We had we had Honey West, if you're old enough to remember Honey West. And then we had The Avengers. And then we had Wild Wild West. And then we had James Bond. And specifically, you want to note two movies, Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice. Sure. Goldfinger is important because we had the first real badass martial art villain. Odd job. Yeah, our job, right? And... And you only live twice? We had ninjas. Ninjas, right. <laughs> we had ninjas, right? So <laughs> yes. That sets this whole thing up. And then, of course, you have the Green Hornet. Right. Coming Absolutely. at the end of that thing, right? So I was never that normal hot dog, baseball, apple pie, Chevrolet type <laughs> of that was my brother. He, him and my father were like sports guys. I was always the weirdo. I liked boxing. I liked gymnastics. I liked all the individual things, right? Okay, so, cool. Way back when, I'm like, Dad, I want to do karate. I saw Jim West kick that guy's ass. And I saw, you know, now listen, Robin was never a black belt. I don't care how many times he says he's a black <laughs> black belt. Right? You could tell if a guy knows something or just doesn't know anything. Right, right. right. So, but all these guys were doing hand-to-hand combat, and I wanted to do something. Now, back then, there was no internet. There was no video, DVD. Even the karate and judo schools were at the Y, the church. Yeah. There's this and that. And my mom and dad worked two and three jobs at the same sure, time. But, sure,
1: right?
2: So my dad goes out and gets me a paperback book. Remember paperback books? He gets me a paperback book right. on... The Art of Karate, or it was The Art of Empty hand? It was written by Robert Trias, who was one of the original oh, guys. Oh, sure, yeah, I right. know the name. And he gave me the book and says, here, go practice. Okay, so that means I'm not getting karate lessons, right? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> so I ate that book up. In the back, God Bless My Sicilian Mother, My and I say, you guys don't know him? He was half Sicilian. You know, he was an <laughs> Irish guy. He's half Sicilian. No wonder I love him so much. <laughs> um, I looked at the back of the book, and there were recipes about what you should eat. And now I have a genuine Sicilian mother. Right. The bun, the wooden spoon, the cigarette, the whole deal, right? And she looked in the back. You got to eat all this stuff to be a karate guy? Well, <laughs> so I started finding churches and um, wires and stuff like that. And I started doing judo and karate um, really around 10, Okay. At 13 when the Kung Fu wave starts to come in, you're seeing all the ads on TV and knowing Kato, and Kato's a Kung Fu guy, because I read that black belt, you know, Kung Fu, Gong Fu. Right, Kato, right. Like, I gotta learn, I gotta learn Kung Fu. Dad, mom, I gotta learn Kung Fu. I wanna break a board, I wanna break a brick.
1: Just in case a brick ever attacks me.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> but I got fortunate because and I need to tell this quickly, that I grew up with my grandmother Monday through Friday. And right. then I was home on the weekends, like visiting my parents. Because where we lived, we were just the the edge of the bus route where we were inside the circle, but it was too far away to walk. My mom and dad worked in the morning, so they dumped us off of my grandmother's for the week we walked to school. right, right. And then we came home. So anyway, I met my first Kung Fu teacher in Elmont. And I started training with him. He started me in Shaolin Five Animals, then a little Tai Chi, a little Bagua, a little Seven Star Pray I was loving the whole Kung Fu thing. Look, I'm a monkey. Sure. Look, That's I'm awesome. like a tiger, right? And you the little, right? And then one day he goes to me. Okay, now I'm going to teach you how to fight for real. I'm like, what? The, what? Okay, Shifu, whatever <laughs> you tell me. I know. I thought I was pretty badass, right? I'm doing, I, the, I, I, sure. I'm doing it. Right? And he stands up and he does watch with the eye with the the hand to the watch he starts doing the first of the Silum Tao. Uh, now I'm like, oh, Jesus, what is this? Right. <laughs> you know, you're doing monkey, snake, crane, praying mantis, flipping, jumping, dragon, right? right? All, all the like, cool shit. Right? Yeah. The first of Silum Tao. Nah, 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 I'm like, what is this? This is real fighting. And then that's when we segued into Wing Chun. Right. And um, he reportedly told me that he was a trained brother of Yit Man. And I said, who's Yit Man? Right, because right, right. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen-year-old kid. What do I know? Right, I, of course, right. Um, and I had back then when we got on the internet. I really tried to. Was he really a, a trained brother Vietman when well, I learned who Vietman was? Uh, and he came from Taiwan. He was an acupuncturist. Now the time period is acupuncture in New York in the early seventies. This is not mainstream yet. So he. Right. Was, You know, he was trying to make a living going into Queens and going into Manhattan. But Queens back then was Italian, Russian type of. Right, right, right. Not now, you know, little Chinatown Queens.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: So um, I trained with him from 13 to 18. I went through the whole system first. Um, Then he moved back to Taiwan. I lost contact with him, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, I said, well. No more Kung Fu. I got to get a job. I got to work. I bartended. Uh, my dad had a bar. Um, I have a background in gym. I used to run the Jack-o'-lanes, holiday spas, and your Health oh. spas. Now, you can you know how far I'm going back now, right? Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, wow. So I've been in my gym business my whole life. And oh, at that point, I was doing powerlifting. So I can't do Kung Fu. At least if I hit somebody once, I'll kill them, right? Uh. And then the opportunity came where I could go back and train – and I said Manhattan, right? And I wanted to do JKD at that point, but right. there were no JKD schools. So I said, Nothing, okay, right? I'm going to do Wing Chun, and I'll just figure it out myself. If Bruce could do it, I could do it, right?
1: <laughs> What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Yeah, <laughs>
2: everything, <laughs> of course. So I went to Manhattan, and I had a list of Wing Chun schools in Manhattan. And the first one I went to was Lee Moy who was a disciple of Moyat, very early disciple of Moyat in New York, and uh I went to a school and back then, the Kung Fu schools back then, because I'm an old school guy you know, they were either fourteen flights up wooden stairs, right? right or they were underground in basements and you have right. to like kick the rats out of the way, right? Well, I open up the door and I look up those stairs. I'm like, oh man, and every freaking step creaked, sunk, <laughs> creaked, creak, creak. I'm like, I'm seeing the birds fly by as I go Right, up. right I'm, Sure. I'm like exhausted. I'm like, all right, wait, I'm going go and I go in, and class was in full swing. And I just really liked how the class was set up. And I liked what they were doing. I liked the people in the class. So I stayed. Yeah. And I stayed with Li Shan right up until the time I went to chiropractic school. And at the same time, I met William Chung and started cross training with him with Li Shan permission. And the reason I say it like that is because this f- feeds into part of the topic later we're going to talk about the BIC. Right, right,
1: right. Um,
2: but he said, you come from a strong family, you know your stuff, you're respectful, you this, you can go ahead and train with them. Great. So awesome. I was cross-training and back with John. And, you know, when I went to the first seminar, and this is like 1982, and right the beginning of the whole seminar concept. Right, sure. Then, and back then, they remember this? They were week-long seminars.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: right? yeah, yeah. And, Now, Now, you know, I'll take a, a little playful stab at anthony you know he has me come and do a seminar it's one day for like four hours and there's right. a break for lunch i'm like what the hell is this you right. make me drive six hours to come from long island to syracuse you want me here for four hours well you know they get tired tired <laughs> you know, back we're going to do a week eight to five a week five days so back then i had this thing where okay the first week was Dan and Santo and like Jesse Glover and a whole bunch of guys, the whole JKD thing. And the second week, William Chung was coming in. So I'm like, okay, do I go the first week with Daniel Santo, sticks, knives, blah, 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 collie, cool shit? Or do I wait and go see William Chung, Bruce Lee's best friend? And like, you know, uh, you know look, he's a Wing Chun guy, right? What am I going to learn? Right. So I opted for Dan. Right. And what happened was William came in that first week to say hello to Bruce's mother, and he had some other people here, and he came in and did a special demonstration. And every night at the seminar was a special one-hour demonstration. Have you seen the video of Dan Asanto and Paul Vunak doing Kali, and then Jesse Glover working out, and then William Chung would come in, and he stood on eggs, and he did a whole bunch of stuff?
1: you've I, seen it i've seen it probably yeah i know i've seen i, I know i've seen the video of guru dan working the uh collie
2: stuff with with uh paul vunak right really young yeah right? yeah Yeah. right yeah okay here's the story behind that all that film is my film and oh
1: really wow
2: dan, when he came in we did not know he was coming in until dan said i right, have a special guest tonight william chung is here he's going to do a thing right and if you get to see the whole video, it's still, once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. Right, the sure, right, that's but it. Bill Redmond, my good friend and Kung Fu brother, says to me one day, you know, old stuff is shifu?" I'm like, well, I got a few things, but he never said it was going on the internet. Because he would have told me that, I would have said no. Right, right. I just thought it was going to, for him, you know. Yeah, sure, right. And next thing I know, it's on the internet. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs>
1: All
2: right, well, you know what? posterity, whatever, I never got the credit for it, but those are all my films. Anyway, he came in, he did the thing, at the end of the demonstration, I go up to him, and I said, can I feel your hands? Ooh. Now, Ooh. I asked him, yeah, no, I asked him a whole bunch of respectful questions first. Right, sure. We were, like, filming, kind of filming this, and all of a sudden, can I feel your hands? He picks his hands up, and <laughs> the person holding the camera, like, oh, crap, And to get this, and I rolled around with him. I was not. A, right, right, right. Proper speed, proper respect. And you could tell on his face he was surprised they didn't take a cheap shot at him. Right, so right. He was probably when,
1: expecting that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: So when it was over, I bowed. I shook his hand and said, thank you very much. I'd like to talk to you tomorrow if possible. Right. So the next morning, I go to his room. Knock, knock, knock. Lets me in. We have this conversation. What I've seen you do last night. I've never seen a wee chun. And, and I'd like to be a student nice i mean i already made you my student you did when did you do this last night at nice, the demonstration. nice. <laughs> so that's how that got started and that that's was, wonderful yeah i thought it was great because you know we were on the ground floor of this thing right, right? sure was, sure right and all of us dinosaurs had to go from seminar to seminar and follow him around right right or anything no internet no right. email.
1: Now this is—he was still living in um, Australia at this point, yeah. right?
2: And when I wanted to know something, I had to call Australia, or I had to wow. write. Either. So good luck with that, right? Right. Because sure. Every one of us learned by seminars. Then we get together and practice, or on our own with right. someone until he was coming in someplace else, and or you got in touch with him by phone, by email, or you were able to pull off a private lesson. Right right and that's how we all learned it and a lot of us had to learn it and then relearn it and then fix it because we didn't know what the hell we were doing right the way he wanted it done right right sure um i was on the ground floor and when i went to chiropractic school um i broke away from the whole thing i was still teaching to some to supplement my income in chiropractic school and you know as time goes forward i'm sure you've noticed this when you get a new student the new student feels like this is, I am the first guy here. Nothing happened last before year. Before me, right, right. Before me and before me. So me, who was an 82, 83 guy, right up until the time I left, and through correspondence, I come back and I start getting involved in things again, like, who's this guy? This other I've been with him for five years. He ain't nobody. And then one guy who made a little bit of an infamous name for himself, which I will not name, um, he's nobody. He just learned from seminars, right? And Grandmaster Chung turned around, no. John was my good friend and personal student. And he would shut him right down, right? Right,
1: right.
2: And Everybody was like, ooh. It doesn't matter to me, because I know, he knows, and God knows, and that's all that counts. Right, right, you know? right, right. Do you know that Duncan Leung was a private student of Vietnam?
1: I, I know, I didn't know, I mean, I know I know of Duncan the Young, and I know that he had said that. But I know I also know I've seen online people um, question that. I didn't know. I don't know what to be true or not true.
2: So, well, uh, but okay. I've heard that
1: question, Yeah.
2: You'll never see him in group photos over the years. You'll only see him in one or two rare photos of like two and three guys, because another young guy and a private student, and that's why. Right he calls his art something different, applied Wing Chun versus a traditional thing. Um, And, you know, back in those days, Duncan was a big name, Moyat was a big name, um, C.K. Chow was a big name, Jason Lau was a big name. You know, the early Kung Fu guys in Manhattan. Sure,
1: sure.
2: So a lot of those guys were all tough rumbles, fight, inter-school stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I come from a very hardcore Wing Chun background. I've had my share of interschool challenges. I've been in, in a bunch of different schools with interschool challenges. Because back then we believed everything we saw on West Forty Second Street. Right. We can do that we can do that stuff. I can jump into a tree. I can rip the bark off a tree had to be a badass back then. It was everybody was a badass back then. I thought they were. So they figured I can walk into the school and kick ass based on what I just saw yesterday night. Right, 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 right. Some of them would do the, the official way. Have you ever had an official challenge? Have
1: I ever yes I've really? had I've had people come up and challenge me. Yeah. Right.
2: Okay. So in the old days, when it was a school versus a school thing, they would come upstairs, they would have the school banner, they would put the banner out, they'd lay out the blanket, they would put the three oranges, which is representative of good luck and good fortune. They'd light some incense, they do this, they talk to this the sea king or the shifu, and then the shifu would pick who's gonna fight these guys. It's a real big deal. I was like it was a yeah. type of thing. And you know, whoever lost, they got thrown down the stairs or they got thrown up the stairs, you know. Back.
1: Yeah, well, I I um, so I never had an official school. My schools were always out of my house. So, you know, I always handle things a little bit differently, but, um, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast once before, but uh, but there was a time here while living on Staten Island, we were training in the basement and we had a Wing Chun teacher show up here who one of his students had started training with me and, um, we were doing more of an MMA type of uh, right. thing than, than Wing Chun or JKD and one of his students was starting to train with me. And the teacher came up, here, came down, and I thought, like, the teacher was going to be, like, really nice. Like, I had heard of the guy, and I was kind of, be honest with you, I was excited he showed up. I was like, oh, wow, like, I, I heard your name before, you know. And he he goes, oh, I wanted to do cheese out with you. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, but why? Like, I, I was stupid. I was just like, you know, why? And then I realized he was here to be a dick, you know. And I have a student of mine who's still today one of my biggest friends. I kind of gave him the nod because we were in my basement. And he went upstairs and locked the door. Okay. And I said, all right, you know, like the line from that movie, now you can't leave. You know, it's, right. Right. you know, I'm from Brooklyn, you know. So, like.
2: Listen, you're half Sicilian. It's even better now.
1: (laughs) Right. I'm like, listen, now, you know, you made a mistake. You know what I mean? So. But like that, I've had I've had that problem. I had a problem at a Steve Goldman seminar also once. My uh, first ever Steve Goldman seminar. A Wing uh, Chun person who was trying to make a name for himself again. I'm not gonna say who he was or what his lineage was. He showed up at the uh, seminar, and he kind of just sat there for the first half of the morning session, and just like watched. And then when we broke for lunch, he came up and walked up to Steve Goldman. And said, I want to ro- roll with you right now. So Steve said, uh, first you have to do with my student. And then he goes to me, and goes, hurt him. So <laughs> I was like, all right. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah. I mean, I've had kind of those kind of challenges. You know, I, 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 I'm I kind of stupid. Like in that at first, I think everybody wants to be my friend. So I don't realize that it's a challenge. You know what I mean? I'm, like I or- guess I... You know, I would be like a little bit like, um, especially if I heard of the name, I'd be a little starstruck. And I didn't realize that these people, you know, I had I also had a problem. of A guy called me and say he was from a very famous JKD school and he wanted to come meet me. And I was like, sure. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, I, I you know, this mm-hmm. is awesome. I didn't realize he was coming to fight me. I had no idea. I was just lucky that I had mentioned it to my friend. As a matter of fact, the same guy who locked him up and locked the door, and I told him, well, this guy called me up and he's like, "Yeah, it doesn't sound right. He was like, you know, let me come, let me come. you know, he's a retired cop, my buddy. so he's like, let, let me come and, and be there with you. And then thank God he was there because it was it was a problem, you know right but but uh, before we get on to our main topic, let's take a couple seconds to listen to this. Hey all, have you heard that John Crucioni of Laughing Dragon Wing Chun has an app exclusively for iPad about the science behind Dim mock as it applies to Wing Chun? Dim mock is the art of hitting weak spots or sensitive spots on the human body. Dim Mock, as taught by John Crucioni, is considered one of the highest forms of Kung Fu target practice. He explains it in a clear scientific and anatomical principle's and not just mystical theory or kung fu movie entertainment like the five point palm exploding heart technique nonsense. The art teaches you how to apply the principles of real dim mock within your system of Wing Chun. This app is unique because it breaks down two different lineages of the wooden dummy form and teaches the most common dim mock techniques of the dummy form and how to make it work. Contained within the app are videos, photos, theory, and points which are must-have for any Wing Chun practitioner who wants to elevate their skill to a higher level. And version 2.0 of the app is on its way out. It's available in the iTunes store for iPad only. And folks, it's just such a cool thing to have, you know, an old science of Mak brought together with the new science of an iPad. This is a... I've seen the app. It's fantastic. And uh, it really is a must-have for, for Wing Chun Kung Fu practitioners. I hope you all enjoy. And we're back. Now, that's got to be a little funny for you to be hearing an ad yeah. for
2: your stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's great, man. I feel <laughs> extra special now. Can okay, I tell so, you a quickie about that? One sure. quickie. That app was never supposed to be in existence. And, okay. and I was approached by someone, I can't tell you the person's name, But it's in the Bruce Lee family Approach approached me personally to do the project. And that person funded the project because I had breakfast with them. And when I said, like any New Yorker, how much? Right. They told me a number, how much it was going to cost. I'm like, I shook their hand. Thank you very much for breakfast. Not going to happen. I don't have that money. So you're not paying for anything. We are. What do you mean we are? Oh, nice. And because I was a doctor, this person has seen me on the internet, they've read all my articles, or they've seen this, that, and the other thing, and you have too much knowledge, and it's medical knowledge, and it's scientific, it's not booga-booga, right. and I want to fund the project. And that's how it, it happened.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
2: That, uh, it was really that's cool. That's
1: really thing. cool. That, that's pretty awesome. But speaking about articles, one of the first times I heard about you was, I shouldn't say that, I remember reading a- an I, I wrote it, well, because I don't know how accurate that is. I, I, of course, knew your name for years. But I remember reading, you read your article on the Bicey ceremony. Right, right. And I remember, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but it's true. I remember, like, reading the article saying, and being really impressed with it. Like okay. saying, wow, this is a really, really well-written article on a, uh, on a, on a topic of Kung Fu that's, missing out on in so many schools for various reasons yeah and then i'm like wait i know this fucking guy (laughs) it's him him he's one of those guys guys from new york you know i love when the new york guy does good you know oh yeah but uh but um you know so i find the whole idea of the vicey ceremony so intriguing and and it's 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 i don't know the right word it's 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 full of a lot of um, Kung Fu. Right. But but in today's society, so many people look down. I don't know if it's looked down on or it's kind of cool to look down on Bicey. Or it's cool to look down on tradition. Totally. And, and I kind of like I find it intriguing. And I think that people tend to follow the leader when it comes to these things. And when teachers kind of piss on. Things like the BIC and other traditions, which is absolutely their prerogative. Everybody's free to run their schools any way they want to run a school. I think if you ask the students, oh, you don't like those BIC ceremonies and stuff. They're going to go, oh, yeah, no, C4, I don't like that kind of crap. But if you said, oh, yeah, no, I was going to do that, I bet 30, 90% of the students would be like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. Right. And, I, I and, and I think a lot of the people... That I've seen a lot of the people who, in their heart of hearts, just don't see it as necessary in kung fu anymore, and I totally respect that. Also, kind of hang up the picture of them going through their bice with their seafood, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sure. and I think like I I kind of feel like I, I remember, well now I train in the, the Moyat lineage where um, the is, you know, with 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 my seafood Tom right Tom Kagan. And I remember when I first started training with Tom, I was like, uh, I kind of had in the back of my head, like, oh, I, you know, I really want to, I really want to buy C with this Sifu. I want to have that, that relationship, that, that personal bond. Right. And, and I remember the first time mentioning, uh, talking to my seafood about it and saying like, oh, I said, you know, do you do, you, you buy C with Moyat? And he said, yeah, I buy C with Moyat. And. I said, you know, one day I'd like to buy C with you. He goes, Oh, what the hell do you want to do that for? He goes <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And I and I was like, Well, there, there is reasons I want to do that. And I talked to him. And I and I thought he gave for me the best answer. He said, for him, it didn't matter. He doesn't look for buy C's. He's not something he wants to do. But if it made me happy as the student, right. he was happy to do it. But right. for him. He doesn't like he doesn't like place an importance on that in his own personal life. Right. He's he's right. happy he bicyed with his seafood. Right. But as far as like for him for people to buy with him, he kind of look at it, looks at it as like, that's eh, not my thing. But if that's really important to you, I right. want to make you happy.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And you
1: know, I wanted right. your viewpoints on I would like to know if you, I would like if you could like talk a little bit about the BICY ceremony. What you experience with this, I don't even, like, if you want to talk about you buy seed with people or people that buy seed with you. Right, right. And just talk about the ceremony okay. I, as much as you, details you'd like right. to go in into, right. actually. Okay. Because I find buy seed ceremony so intriguing.
2: Okay. First, let's, buy seed means to pay respect to the shifu or pay respect to the teacher, buy she she as in shifu, teacher father, right? And the by part is, based on its context, respect, reverence, depending on how you're using it in the sentence, right? Now, you have to kind of remember, we go back to the the so-called days of old, right? The human body was the most dangerous weapon, and the brain was the most dangerous weapon. And all people who were trained on Kung Fu, first of all, were lucky enough to get into the school. Right, You just didn't walk in with your credit card, Hi, I'm here! You're like you had to really get into the school. And they didn't have to take you if they didn't want to take you, right? Right, sure. Back then the Shifu's would sit and watch the class and the Hings would do all the teaching because when you teach, you learn it, right? And back then, to be accepted into the Shifu's personal family, the inside indoor, you were allowed to be in the Shifu's house and as the legend goes, even able to be to walk into his bedroom, type of the most private of private, right? Right. And back then, everyone would die to be a, to be a disciple because you got the secret sauce. You got the recipe. He told you how to do it. You got the hidden dim stuff. You got the recipes on how to make jobs. You got the secret weapons. You got whatever, 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 right? But back then, for you to be a disciple, you either had to be approached to be a disciple or you had to approach somebody to be a disciple. And... That's when they really start to look at you because why am I gonna and even today with some old timers, why wanna why waste my time if you're only gonna be in my school for a month, a year, right, two years tops. I'm not gonna do all my blood, sweat, and tears. Let the senior students do that, but I'll keep an eye on who's here and who's not, right? Mm-hmm. So to do a by see, to do the disciple ceremony, you had to really have impressed the Shifu, or he has like been watching you and He wants you in his family. He's looking at you as an adopted son. And if you keep remembering the father-son relationship, it makes it a little bit easier, and it really drives some things home, right? You represent the Shifu, right? You represent the Wing Chun school you're in, and you represent the tradition of Wing Chun and Kung Fu. So you are him someplace else. If he had Someplace you went with him. You were his representative. If he got challenged, you were the guy who fought. When you went to the restaurant, when you went to the tea house, the tea, you know, you're the guy who pours the tea. You're the guy who makes sure Shifu gets the first p- the big piece of chicken, right? And you're and you're honored to do so. And you're honored to do, and you are happy to do it exactly because I right. to hang out with Shifu, right. and Shifu told me on that rainy Sunday afternoon in his basement, you punched a guy like this, right? Right. You know, I I, was, I I automatically hit it off with Grandmaster Shung like from day one, right? And I was at a seminar once with him, and I didn't know he was behind me. And I did this Bilsow block type of thing and hit at the same time. And again, I didn't know he was behind me. He walks up behind me. He takes my Bilsow hand and points my fingertips at the guy's eyes and then just walks away. Right. Yeah, I'm like, holy crap, what was that all about? I watched him. And he didn't do that to anybody else. Right, right, you know, right. Like me and my friend, like, well, that was like the secret sauce, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, and you were happy because you knew you were going to get stuff like that that nobody else got. And you were so happy to be associated with the guy and with the school, right? And sure. that was the before times. Now, you come forward into the 70s and 80s where um, we still had a big influx of Hong Kong and Chinese guys teaching, and they carry over the by sea. And at that point, it became a big thing. So big that now you start inviting your friends, your Kung Fu friends, the other Shifus, because they got you were being adopted into their family right. and have the whole written out lineage. Some of them like to put like a red um, leather case and um you have to do a whole ceremony. And I, I don't know how much time we really have, but like just quickly, the ceremony kind of sort of
1: we, we have plenty of time. So yeah. I would really like for you to go through the ceremony if you're comfortable doing that. Yeah, of course. I'm. I'm very interested in this.
2: Okay. So,
1: so I, I would enjoy that. We have plenty of time. Right.
2: All right. So do you remember that when you go to and you get to want to do the bike, seat you like, all right, I'm in, right? I'm going to be a special student. Remember that? You, okay. You've heard that before. special student. And, you know, if you're a New York guy, well, what's your special student thing? Oh, you get to hang out with me. You get to do my laundry. We all go to the <laughs> restaurant. You pay. Um, I talk to you. You sp- sit at the special table. Uh, like, really? Well, but, yeah, y'all. You know, but I tell you things about kung fu and kung fu life and all that stuff, right? And you're like, okay, well, I'd like to do that, but um, I'm, I'm kind of sharing the story of uh, my good friend Mike Pico told me. Well, you know, I'm thinking about getting married, and I got to buy an engagement ring. Ah, uh, yeah, but you know what? If the girl understands your love for kung fu, you know, she'll understand no ring. Like, Really? Yeah, no, that's not happening. You know, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So I was supposed to buy a seed with Limon Shan, but the timing was I was leaving chiropractic school right. and I didn't have a huge amount of money to drop. Now, the huge amount of money, which is anywhere from whatever the sifu says to whatever the sifu says, right? Right, 5, right, yeah. 300, 3,000. I know of one instance it was 10,000. Wow. Um, you look at that like that's nuts, and you say on the negative side, well, that's the seafood just trying to make some money. But at the same time, think about this: if the seafood being sincere, if you're gonna spend three thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, how sincere are you at wanting to be a disciple? Because right for you to drop ten thousand dollars, you're not going anywhere, and you're not gonna be a jerk, and you know, so I see it. Um the C ceremony kind of sort of goes like this. You've been approached, or they approached you. The day of the ceremony, um, you're in your best Kung Fu uniform. If you have a sponsor, if, let's say the Shifu looks at you. That guy's good enough to be a, be a disciple. You, Si Hing, go talk to him. Si Hing goes to talk to you. Or flip it. You spoke to one of the hing He goes to the sifu, The sifu says, yes. He's your sponsor. So you'll show up. And the Sifu will be sitting down. The sponsor will usually be off to um, the left side of the Sifu. And he'll have two pots of tea. And you'll come in. And you'll do something kind of like you'll bow or you'll stay on your knees. My name is so-and-so. My father's name is so-and-so. I come from here. I will be honored to be a disciple i will take no other shifu for my shifu blah 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 right then i will be honored to represent your school and your system and your lineage and i will be honored to represent wing chun as this and there will be maybe (laughs) count three times um, the senior student will pour a cup of tea he'll give it to you he'll give it to the shifu he could be doing all this at the same time you're bowing. You know, it's always individual. Sure, sure. Thing. If the accepts, he'll drink the tea. You'll then give him the Hong Bao, the red envelope, for whatever it costs to be a special. Right. right? And then, the way it is today, they'll end it right there. All right, great. Thanks for the envelope. Stand up. You now have a Kung Fu name. You know, Flying, Megan, right. John, Kushoni year right and then that'll be it but traditionally what's supposed to happen after that after you give him the red envelope the who pours a cup of tea and he gives you the tea from the second cup or the second pot and the second pot is scalding hot bitter disgusting tea and you're supposed to drink that down in one gulp signifying you out whatever you dish out i'm going to take it Bitter, right. hot, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do because I respect you and am honored so much that you're accepting me into your family, your personal. Right, family. right, right. After you drink it, the shifu stands up. He, he stands you up. He says, you're a flying monkey tiger John Jr. thing. You have the Kung Fu name, right? And you are now an official part of my family. Yay, yay, yay. Hugs and kisses. And then the new disciple is supposed to take everybody out for a feast. Right, of course. Right. So now I'm in for $3,000, and now the feast, we had to go to, yeah, like, yeah, Benihana, right? We had to go to wherever, the Chinese restaurant with the spinning buffet thing, and there's 50 people there. Yeah, sure. It cost me, but I'm in. And then after that, you know, there may be a a special meeting after that, and these are your responsibilities, and this is what you're going to do, and stuff like that. Right, right. Generally how it went. Again, every school is different. Some make it bigger, some make it smaller, but that's it. Now, the problem is today with all the naysayers, too many of them just see the money. as what do you need to be a disciple for? And to a certain level, you're right, internet, DVD, Facebook, social media, you can find everything on the internet. Now, you might have Moyat Shilam Tao, you might have William Chung's Chum Q, you might have Long Tang's Bilji, you might have Duncan Leung's Dummy. You have a made up pole form that you saw some guy do in his office on the internet. Okay. And then you've got Wang Shunlong's knife. But at least you have the whole system, right? right? Now, I'm not a big fan of that personally because you need cohesion and you need a lot of kung fu spackle to kind of fix these waves of oh, yeah, inconsistencies. But the big issue with the Bai for me, I have Anthony Bai with me. I have a bunch of other students before him who buy C with me, but it was all about what you just said, a personal experience. You don't need to buy C with me to learn the pole, the knife, Denmark, or anything else. You need to be a good person, good character. And my school is not a commercial school. It's a private school. You have to find me, right? And my biggest class size I ever had was 20 people.
1: Right, right,
2: right. First of all, I teach adults only. I don't teach kids. Second of all, my hours are generally late, 8.30, 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night, right? Teaching adults only, they have work tomorrow, they have family responsibilities, not mm-hmm. anybody is going to be there to be a tough guy type of thing. Right. So it's a different head. So I don't need that. I know who you are. It's a small school. You know every one of your guys. Right, they right. need to buy C, again, unless they want to do it for them as an honor and as a sign of respect for me. But you know what, some of my best students never buy seed. Right, right. They've done more than be, uh, you know, the official student. Listen, if you're my student, and you fly me in to wherever you fly me in, right? It's on you for my room, whether it's in your house or it's in the hotel. That's not out of the money I'm supposed to get for the seminar. Right. It's on you, that's your personal commitment we go out to eat that's on you right right the money for the seminar and whatever's left over the advertising and the taking of money for the seminar is on you the sheep has nothing to do with this like i said we got to eat that first big piece of chicken better be on my plate because you you're, you're eating before the chief was eaten right, right 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 and now flip it change the word she for the father would you What? you're not paying for that Right? right, right. I sleep on my couch. You want my bed? I'll give you my right, bed. Right, right, right. Sure, sure. Up, up, right, and for... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm remembering a conversation a couple of times you guys had about a fairly well-known shifu on Twitter. And yes, right, right. <laughs> you know, what if you, what if that was your shifu? And the guy said, you know, I'm going to be alone in my room. For, right. Oh, right, That's <laughs> on you too, to do right. that. Right, right, right. right, right. Um. So to, to say you don't need to buy C, I I personally think it's important because we live in the selfie, me too, lack of disrespect for everything generation. And that right. part of Kung Fu, of being respectful to the Shifu, to the Hing, to the visiting dignitaries in the Shifu, your Shibak, your older brothers, your older uncles, your C. Sook, your young, you know all those guys in the family, in the lineage, you have to learn to be respectful too. And when you start being respectful to the uncles you don't know and the cousins, younger and older, you don't know, that starts to carry over. Where's carry over Into your family, into your children, so that your children know how to say, yes, please, thank you very much. So what's the, one of the biggest... Woody's, I try to be nice, all right, as a parent, when the teachers, your child is very well-mannered and well-respectful. Sure, sure. You know, that type of thing. And the Kung Fu thing is supposed to be the same thing. Wow, those guys from Sean School are ultra-polite, good guys, really good Kung Fu, mannerly, the whole thing. That part of why you have a disciple. You're there as the father figure again to have an interplay of educating them in the ways of how you become an adult, an adult martial artist, or an adult period, you right? Know. Like,
1: like I really like the idea of now again. I'm not saying it's necessary. I'm not saying every school has to be this way, and I'm not saying that I look down on people that are not this way. I'm just saying that, and I don't. I'm not even saying it's needed. I'm saying that I like the idea of a bicy relationship, right, in 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 kung fu schools. Where that kind of connection exists between the teacher and the students. Oh, now, like, but I'm not saying it's necessary to be good kung fu. I'm not saying it's necessary even for them to be respectful. Like I've I've trained in boxing gyms where the, the fighters and the, were very respectful to the coaches. Right. And and there was no like formal ceremonies and stuff like right. that. So I, I think the uh, the sweat and tears was. Almost like they're by sea in the boxing yeah, yeah, gym. Sure, yeah. But like, I, I do see that as part of the Kung Fu environment. And yeah. for people, for some people, they kind of like the idea of the bowing. They okay. kind of like the idea of, you know, we all kind of have, you know, Alex and I to speak about the third place people go to. You go to work, you go home. And then there's this kind of third place you exist in as, as a person, you know. And for us, it's Kung Fu. And for right. me, it's kind of like guitar also, right. right? Right, right. So, like, and we all have to find a third place, third person, third place that works for us in right. our hearts. Right. And we kind of all tend to find the group that we're kind of like. You know, yes. so if that third place for you is kind of like a more boxing gym atmosphere, that's where you feel Connected. as part of you connection, right? Yes. That's where you should go. But if you feel like, oh, you know, I kind of like that traditional kung fu. That's I right. like I like that bow. No, I don't feel subservient to that person, but I feel respectful. like you said, like I would my father, right. That kind of connection, as long as it's not abused, right, is is important to some people and should be honored as yeah. long as it's important to both people. Like you know, it's it's um. Now the problem we have in today's society. One of the problems we have in today's society is this lack of uh, respect. Lack of respect and a lack of connection. No, no, I'm a lack of honoring. Oh, okay. Honoring the truth and honoring the honoring what the what the ceremony means and people take advantage of that. So like the idea of like, oh, and it could be on both sides as the student. Oh, I buy seed with this guy. So now I can manipulate him or, you know, I can manipulate him to get his secrets and and put out my own videotapes and, and, and fuck him over or from the teacher Oh, you know, he buys seed with me, let me get every penny in his freaking pocket. So that what? can happen. And I think Holy I think that kind of manipulation happens in some schools. And that's what? sad. And really? I think and I think that kind of manipulation on both ends has kind of ruined um some of the uh, of aspects of of kung fu and of traditional of traditional kung fu ceremonies and things to that effect. And of course when I say traditional kung fu, I'm not talking about you know, TWC, I'm talking about classical Kung Fu. And I, and I, and I feel sad about that because as much as I'm a, a, a knock around kind of guy from Brooklyn, I do like, um, some classical aspects of Kung Fu. And, um, you know, I don't talk about it at all on, on the podcast, but I've had a few students by sea with me. And it's not something that I talk about at all because, I, I look at it as an incredibly personal thing.
2: Exactly, personal. It's,
1: it's an incredibly personal thing, and I, and I've only had a handful of students by sea with me, and I even hate using the word students because these gentlemen are probably the closest friends I've ever had on this earth, right? And 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 I love them as brothers, you know, and um and I and I do feel like a lot of times. If that was available in some schools, more people would go for it, even if they say they wouldn't. Because I think once they find that that's a, available to them. I think like, oh, wow, I could do that. And, you know, Sifu would look at me in a certain way. Like, I wow. kind of like I kind of look at I like that. And I and I, and I like the whole idea of uh, the the. The, the, there's, there's different ways of looking at the word sifu, right? So yeah. I mean I, I'm I am no Chinese expert. We we, we we all have established that way. But I know with Sifu you can kind of look at the word sifu as kind of like this expert. Uh, sifu can be an expert at something. Right. Or you have Sifu like the father. You right. know and and I know both translations are val- valid and valuable. I love the idea of Sifu as father because a father teaches out of love. Yep. And while you may go up to your father as a kid and say, dad, teach me how to throw a ball or dad teach me how to ride a bike. That absolutely happens. Most cases, fathers don't teach their sons and daughters in that way. Most cases, fathers teach their sons and daughters. Oh, Hey, listen, I need help changing the tire on my car come help me so right. i and now i'll teach you how to change a tire right. you know what i mean i i need uh hey listen you know mom needs me to fix the chair in the yard come with me i need help with that yep and in doing so you're going to teach your son or daughter how to fix a chair and how to use the right. tools That's and right. and and he developed this relationship where you accomplish something together right, right. And and it's through this accomplishment of a task together that you kind of it's cohesive. Right. And it creates these little bonds in a relationship. Yep. And I and I find that in kung fu that that is so important and for me desirable. You know what I mean? When yeah, totally. I when I turn around and like you know, when I learned long pole and Lord, it took me forever to learn long pole because I sucked at it. But um when it, when, in this idea of trying to do things with my weight, and I have a funky leg, my leg is swollen really bad. And so it's tough for me to do certain things. So, in just trying to get through the task, it creates a difficult task that needs to get done. And in trying to figure out ways of making it work for me, it creates a bond with the teacher. Yes, totally. And and I, and, I, and that's one of the things I love about kung fu and a classical slash traditional outlook on kung fu. You know, you know what I mean? Like I just think
2: I am on the same sentence as you are. You know, fu. I just think
1: it's I I think I think that's a wonderful aspect of of, uh, of of martial arts and and it could be with anything. I we you know I think for us, <clears throat> excuse me, for us it's martial arts but for you know it could be for anything it could be a guy who teaches guitar it could be right. like you know hey oh you're you're having a tough time learning this song this riff and we're going to work through it and you kind of create this task that you and your teacher battle through and and create a yeah. connection over you That's know right. and i think but of course what we're doing is a combative aspect it's That's a right. combative hobby it it, go, it runs a little deeper
2: yes it, they, they, you mentioned boxing before um, I don't know if you know this but I was, I boxed middleweight golden gloves my first boxing coach was Arthur McCanty and if you know boxing you know who Arthur McCanty was all right. and um, I know the whole McCanty family his son Tommy is a chiropractor also um, Jimmy is a lawyer Artie Jr. as you know is also a rep um he was my first boxing coach. And when people are punching you in the face, they're still punching with the face in the ring with respect. So that whole that whole bonding thing, you bond pretty quick to people who are punching you in the face. Right. You know, exactly. that way. And you don't have to be a dick because you know they're gonna <laughs> right. punch your face a whole lot harder if you're a dick. Right, right, absolutely. Guys in the ring respect skill. Right. 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 So they don't have to go out there. You know, when Mike Tyson said everybody has got a plan until you punch him in the face type of thing, it's it's more resounding than that because, you're right, the by C is like, I am loyal to my boxing coach. You get a good boxing coach, you don't leave. You know, right. the running discussion in the boxing gym is, who's more important, the boxer or the trainer? And both of them will say the other person. Right, right, sure, right. sure. But that mutual respect of, you know, a good boxing coach only has four or five guys in a stable. Right. He wants to know. You get pissed off easy. I can hit you with a sledgehammer and you don't care. And so I have to plan my strategy for you in the ring against all these multiple guys with what I got to work with, right? So that bonding through adversity and developing through adversity and, you know, you over to the Kung Fu school and you'll you'll finally learn a new technique, right? Right, right. Back when, when I was in school, you got a new technique maybe every two or three or four months. When right, sure. We, you know, um, we're, doing, we're doing Tanda again, it's been like a week. I'm still doing no 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 no. My when fr- my shifu, my first one, first of the towel, running my horse, punching, kicking over the chair, and stationary pakshal pakda. That was it for six months. Right. Until he, f- he felt now you're ready to move on. Right. Back then, you got one technique until you could use it for real before you got the next one. woohoo! But in that blood, sweat, and tears getting punched in the face trying to pull off Tanda against everything, oh. the Sifu looked at you, the hing looked at you, the students who are beating your ass looked at you, and they start to get respect for you because you're taking it and you're doing it and you're taking it and you're doing it. Right. And we, we grow together through blood, sweat, and tears We grow together in a respectful manner of authority, a respectful manner of family. Listen, a lot of people who buy she, look at the home life. They may not have what we had with a mother and a father and family and stuff like that. So this is the next step that I get to got my kung fu family is my real family.
1: Right, Uh, right,
2: right. My dad left my mom when... You know, I was three and I had to support my whole brother and sisters. And that's why I got this chip on my shoulder. And, you know, I yell at the cops and because no one was there to keep me in line and guide me. And then you get involved with the wrong people and so on and so forth. And Kung Fu was the only thing that's positive in my life. So, yeah, I want to be a disciple because the sheep was going to smack my ass. And then my king is going to smack my ass and keep me in line. And then, once again, if you're a little bit more of an old school, you represent whatever system. And you don't want to make the system look bad. You don't want to make your shifu look bad. You know, listen, how tough love, right? We all grew up, especially, sure. with, you know, our culture, tough love. But we don't care if we got hit with the belt, the spoon, the shoe, whatever, right? <laughs> we loved our parents, man, because they yeah. love us back. And, and so when, you're,
1: you're, you're, you're a guy from New York, so you'll, you'll appreciate this. Man, I got beat with a fuller brush. Do you remember fuller yeah, brush? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So...
2: That, that wouldn't handle shit on the back. <laughs> Bam, man. And, you know, because you have Sicilian, you know, your mother's shoes were boomerangs. <laughs> right, right, right. right. You, she could throw that shoe around the corner and hit you freaking yeah. right in the head. Yeah. Right? Um, but the bike seat thing, I think, is really important for all the stuff that we discussed, that you get that bonding, that interpersonal relationship that's better than just, hi, Sensei Joe, here's my monthly check. Great workout, punch, kick, block. Good night. Good night. That's right. not absolutely.
1: About. totally agree. I mean, you know, um, I, I have a, uh, a, a yearly get together at my house for my Kung Fu, for my closest Kung Fu friends. And, and I just absolutely love it. And my wife has come to accept it. You know, at first she was kind of like, oh, what she used to call it. She used to call it, um, oh, I heard her one day telling her, Telling her friends, oh, Sean has his slumber party that weekend. So, ah!
2: <laughs> so, but, in the fancy kung fu pajamas,
1: right? Sean has his slumber party that weekend, but she absolutely loves, you know, the guys that come here now. She's gotten to know them so well, and uh, in fact, one day we were watching, oh, that TV show, Sons of Anarchy, that motorcycle oh, yeah, gang, yeah, 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 and she goes, oh, wait, I get it. So that's, you're like that guy and those guys are like, and I'm like, no, we're not a gang. I'm like, but, you know, it was Sometimes funny. <laughs> but, um, you know, but so she's really come to appreciate, you know, uh, Seth and Chris and Dave and, you know, Walt and the guys that come here every year and uh, they help celebrate my birthday and and um, it's just really sweet. It's like an extended family. Exactly. And, and while we could have all of that without the bi I think the bi was kind of like the icing on the cake. Yep. It was just, it was the bi C was just a ceremony, needed or not, that just kind of represented this relationship that we have. It's almost like, and I'm not equating it to, so people don't go fucking nuts on me. It's almost like you don't need to get married. Two people can live together for years, have kids, pay the bills, the whole thing. But to people of a certain generation, going through that marriage ceremony kind of just made it a little bit more, I don't know the right word. Right, (laughs) right, right. Commitment and and, and special. And I look at the by sea in that in that sense, when it comes right. to kung fu, agreed, agreed. You know, I just think it's 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 really a it's really a cool thing. You know, it's really a cool, a cool aspect of uh, of kung fu of tr-
2: totally traditional is. classical kung fu. It makes you be immersed in the kung fu. See, right. A lot of times, I don't you know, I hardly ever call myself a Wing Chun guy. I always call myself a kung fu guy. And I have a very long background of martial arts that I even talk about with everything that I've done in my past but it's about the kung fu it's about how you carry yourself as a person you know yip chun said to me once i don't know where wing chun ends and life begins all right that's sweet and that's a sweet statement because everything you do should be about the kung fu like when when if you saw the jackie chan movie the kung fu kid not the karate kid was a kung Uh, fu but even putting on your jacket right you put on jacket Put you put on jacket, jacket to kung fu. Put on jacket. That kung fu. Right? <laughs> Everything we do is kung fu. How you have a relationship? How you have an issue? How you deal with a relationship? How you deal with an issue? That right. level of commitment. So when your wife says, you know, about the slumber party, whether that she's starting to get it type of right, thing, right, right, right. It's about a relationship. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yep. If you don't have. That type of relationship and the by sea with your friends is the icing on the cake part of a relationship. It's just it's an unwritten, spoken bond to a higher level between the two people. Man, absolutely, you totally. back, right? You got their, totally. back, their back, all of the, all of you, right? Absolutely. So,
1: John, John, this was a lot of fun tonight. I really, it's it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Listen, folks, Um, John and I want to give a shout out to. Uh, the guys in Florida, which are going to get hit with some pretty bad hurricane this weekend. Yep. You know, um, I know by the time this comes out, the hurricane will be over, but we're hopefully you're all safe and sound. Right. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of a uh, lot of friends and listeners from, from yep. the Florida area, and I really will just, you know, hope everybody's safe and sound and, uh, you know, bat down those hatches and be good. But, uh, John, I want to thank you so much for being a co-host this week. I really appreciate it. You did a great job. Thank you. And, and uh, it was so much fun talking to you. And I
2: think. Uh, and my honor, really. Thank you and indirectly thank Alex for letting me be here and do this with you. It was just great. Uh,
1: absolutely.
0: And thank you very much, folks. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. Please help us get the word out there by sharing this and other episodes on your favorite social media platforms. If you're enjoying the Dudes of Kung Fu podcast, there are many ways in which you can support it. Go to dudesofkungfu.com/support to find out how you can help your favorite kung fu podcast. We are currently using Patreon to automate great benefits to those who support the podcast. As a supporter of the dudes, you'll get early access to episodes as well as a number of other benefits based on your donation level. This includes in-depth topic lectures and even monthly live video conferences with the dudes. Again, go to dudesofkungfu.com support to find out more about that. As always, you can help support us in small ways as well. Give us a like at the Dudes of Kung Fu Facebook page and share links to episodes. If Twitter's your preferred social media outlet, you can follow the Dudes of Kung Fu there as well. Both Big Sean Madigan and yours truly are on Twitter too. Dudes of Kung Fu is now also on Instagram, so tag it along with the hashtag Dudes of Kung Fu whenever you post something related to the podcast. A great way to support the Dudes is to rate and review it on either the iTunes or Android app stores. The written reviews are immensely more helpful than just giving us a five-star rating. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, please write us at the Dudes of Kung Fu Facebook page. Please understand that neither Sean nor I can guarantee a response, but we will consider any serious suggestions. And finally, I ask that you help spread an open dialogue with other practitioners of martial arts. Chinese Kung Fu in particular has long since suffered from caustic political discourse, which can only change with you. Remember, the person you wholeheartedly disagree with doesn't love martial arts any less than you do. Take care, and thank you for supporting the Dudes of Kung Fu!